Judges chapter 2. Yahweh's angel came up from Gilgal to Bochim, and he said, I brought you out of Egypt and have brought you to the land which I swore to give your fathers. I said, I will never break my covenant with you. You shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land. You shall break down their altars, but you have not listened to my voice. Why have you done this? Therefore I also said, I will not drive them out from before you, but they shall be in your sides, and their gods will be a snare to you. When Yahweh's angel spoke these words to all the children of Israel, the people lifted up their voice and wept. They called the name of that place Bochim, and they sacrificed there to Yahweh. Now when Joshua had sent the people away, the children of Israel each went to his inheritance to possess the land. The people served Yahweh all the days of Joshua, and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great work of Yahweh that he had worked for Israel. Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of Yahweh, died, being a hundred and ten years old. They buried him in the border of his inheritance in timnath Heres, in the hill country of Ephraim, on the north of the mountain of Gash. After all that generation were gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who didn't know Yahweh, nor the work which he had done for Israel. The children of Israel did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight and served the Baals. They abandoned Yahweh, the God of their fathers, who brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods, of the gods of the people who were around them. And they bowed themselves down to them and they provoked Yahweh to anger. They abandoned Yahweh and served Baal and the Ashtaroth. Yahweh's anger burned against Israel and he delivered them into the hands of raiders who plundered them. He sold them into the hands of their enemies all around so that they could no longer stand before their enemies. Wherever they went out, Yahweh's hand was against them for evil. As Yahweh had spoken and as Yahweh had sworn to them and they were very distressed. Yahweh raised up judges who saved them out of the hand of those who plundered them. Yet, they didn't listen to their judges, for they prostituted themselves to other gods, and they bowed themselves down to them. They quickly turned away from the way in which their fathers walked, obeying Yahweh's commandments. They didn't do so. When Yahweh raised up judges for them, then Yahweh was with the judge, and saved them out of the hand of their enemies all the days of the judge, for it grieved Yahweh because of their groaning, by reason of those who oppressed them and troubled them. But when the judge was dead, they turned back and dealt more corruptly than their fathers in following other gods to serve them and to bow down to them. They didn't cease what they were doing or give up their stubborn ways. Yahweh's anger burned against Israel, and he said, Because this nation transgressed my covenant which I commanded their fathers and has not listened to my voice, I also will no longer drive out any of the nations that Joshua left when he died from before them, that by them I may test Israel to see if they will keep Yahweh's ways to walk therein as their fathers kept it or not. So Yahweh left those nations without driving them out hastily. He didn't deliver them into Joshua's hand. So in this chapter, Another generation arises that um, 
that didn't know God, it says. We just read it says that another generation arose after Joshua died who didn't know Yahweh. So now they did know who he was. It's a little bit like uh, you see sometimes families in church and uh, or sometimes you see um, people in church who are elderly, but their children don't, don't, don't go to church. And um, so you would say of those children, well, they don't know the Lord. They do know who the Lord is. They do know what church is. They do know that their parents follow the Lord, but they don't know the Lord. So that's the type of thing we're talking about here. A generation that grew up after Joshua died that didn't know the Lord. And this is the same th struggle that we see in every generation. And um, it's very common in Australian society, but in a lot of Western societies for, for younger people to not know the Lord. And you see churches full of older people. So the same type of thing that happened in, in Judges chapter 2 is happening in, in the world today. Now at our church in peace, we dispensed with Sunday school, um, not, on, not deliberately. We, we were in between buildings and we weren't able to have a Sunday school. But we discovered in this period of a few years that our children went on with the Lord because they were in church with their parents. And we discovered that when you send your children out of church to send them off to, to Sunday school or to childminding, you're giving them this subtle value that says church isn't for you. And so when they get up old enough to make their own decisions, they decide, yep, church isn't for me. So we learned that lesson and we've stopped doing it. But sadly, in the Western world, lots of people send their children out of church and they're just reinforcing the idea that church isn't for you. <laughs> bad, bad decision. Um, but there's actually the majority of people don't even take their children to church either. So there is a whole generation being raised that don't know the Lord. Now, fortunately in Rockhampton, we've got a terrific group of uh, volunteers and some, some paid employees that teach religious instruction in schools. So we've got in government schools here, um, collectively between all the churches, um, almost 80% of students are given religious instruction right across our city and region. And of course, there's all the Christian schools as well. And we've got um, the highest percentage of Christian schools in the Rockhampton region as anywhere in Australia. So we've got a very good arrangement right here in Rockhampton. Um, but even so, even with teaching children Bible stories, you still need the power of prayer added to it. And that's something that we're working on here. So you need to make sure you and your church and your family that you pour time and effort and prayer into the upcoming generation. Otherwise, we, we so often see repeated what we just read in Judges 2. Another generation arose that did not know the Lord. And then this chapter goes on to describe the process of what's going to happen over and over and over all through the book of Judges. And in the chapter tomorrow, chapter 3, this process is going to start with the first of the judges. And so this process is what we call the cycle of apostasy, where basically that when there's a good strong leader who loves the Lord, the nation in general follows the Lord. But when that leader would die, people seem to lose direction and they don't have enough um, motivation or enough clarity within themselves to keep following the Lord, but they start following the Baals and they fall away from the Lord. And so then the Lord hands them over to their enemies the enemies oppress them, and it's then that they remember the Lord. They cry back out to the Lord, and the Lord would raise up another judge, another deliverer. There'd be a deliverance, 
and then um, the cycle would begin again. The judge would die and so on. That's called the cycle of apostasy. It happens over and over in the book of Judges. And it's a picture of what happens in our lives. We find in our lives that we go through this similar type of a cycle where we're close to the Lord, uh, you know, we're around people that love him or we've got clarity of mind, but then we, we relax, we start following other things, we get worldly, we fall away from the Lord. Um, it's a cycle. We repent, we come back to the Lord. So things we see in the book of Judges happen to each of us as well. And you'll notice as we go through the book of Judges that the cycle gets worse and worse and worse. And Jesus told uh, a, par a parable or a he was really illustrating a truth in the New Testament. He said that um, you don't go into a house without binding up the strong man. And he was talking about you know someone who's demon possessed. He said, but if you but you bind that that demon and you cast it out and then you set the house in order. And um, what Jesus was saying was that to set a, set a house in order, someone that was demon possessed, you had to remove the demon and then you put it in order. He said, however, if the demon came back, he would bring seven of his friends and then that person's condition would be worse than before. And this is what happens, is if a person is walking with the Lord and they fall away, they often fall away worse than they were before they were walking with the Lord the first time. And this does seem to happen. And this is exactly what happens in the book of Judges. As we go through this cycle of apostasy, we see they fall away worse and worse and worse from the Lord. So this chapter two is really setting the scene for all the chapters that are to come. So starting tomorrow, we're gonna to go through 12, start going through the 12 judges. And here they are, there's Othniel, and he was mentioned in the last chapter, he's Caleb's, um, yeah, Caleb's brother. So there's Othniel, there's Ahud, Shamgar, Deborah, Gideon, Tola, Jair, Jephthah, Ibzan, Elon, Abdon, and Samson. And of course, the two most well-known are Gideon and Samson, which we've all heard about in our you know, Sunday school and, and church sermons and the like. So there's these 12 judges, and we're about to start going through them all tomorrow. But ultimately, each one of these judges is a picture of Jesus. Now, you might say, well, how on earth is Samson a picture of Jesus? He was just a terribly immoral man. True. And none of the judges are perfect. But that's right, there's plenty of people in the Bible who are a picture of Jesus in some way, but none of them are perfect. King David's a picture of Jesus, he's not perfect. Abraham, a picture of Jesus. In some way, there's many people who show us a, a little bit of Jesus, but they're not perfect, and the judges are like that too. So starting tomorrow, we're going to start going through the 12 judges, and we're going to start to learn a little bit more about Christ, as well as a little bit more about the history of Israel. So Heavenly Father, I thank you for the fact that you are able to come into someone's life and you are able to put it in order and it's clean. And Lord, we're those people that we come to you, we come to the foot of the, of the cross and we say, Lord, make us clean. And Lord, protect us from the schemes of Satan. Keep us from the cycle of apostasy. Lord, keep us from backsliding. I ask you to protect us from the dangers and the things that we're going to read in the chapters that are ahead. In Jesus' name, amen.